but so funny. This is so great. Hi. <laughs> uh, as we move into the lessons for today, we had a long block day. Act one has a lot of words. It's got a lot going on in it. There's a lot of character development going on there. Um, but I just want to see before I pray, kind of if we had to sum it up. What is one of, the, come of the, one of the main things I was trying to hit yesterday that even connects with chapel? Children, obey your parents. Right? The children obey your parents piece. And we've got Hamlet obeying mom, Hamlet obeying ghosty dad, Ophelia obeying dad, and... Anybody catch the, the, the line there that I was trying to flip on the head? Children obey your parents. Yes, is for the kids. But really, who is that verse for? Parents. The parents. Why? Yeah, God, the God of the universe is going to make you obey your parents? Wait, parents. The God. Hey, how's it going, man? I'm just taking my computer. Okay, do what you got to do. But the God of the universe is going to make your children obey you, parents? <laughs> like, that's a huge deal. So is it locked? Let's make sure we unlock the door. It's like, okay, it's, oh. it's not my charger. Oh. Whose is it? Was it in the classroom? Oh, just leave it there. No, but it's someone's Who's? charger. Just leave it here. We'll find out. Yeah. No, don't tell her I don't open it. Do you know what she looks like? Okay, bye. See you later. Okay. All right. So on that note, let me pray. We're going to move through this next half hour looking at some more of this issue with two dads today. We're going to focus on Polonius, and we're going to focus on ghosty Hamlet dad. All right. And just what, what are these dads doing with their kids? And it's, remember, it's only act one. So we're getting character development into main theme. So let me pray into it. And I love the fact that we, I missed some of it today. I'm going to have to rewatch it. But the fact that I, I could right now pray our Father <laughs> who art in heaven. And why is it okay to obey him? He's God. I know it's rhetorical, but if we're going to obey any dad around, having God as our dad and obeying him will give us life, right? Life to the full. Joy complete. All right, let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for your love and your grace and a chance to do this today. Um, thank you for our special guest who is here. Bless her day today. And uh, guide us through these lessons. Guide us through um, what you have for us. Pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So if I go chronologically, we should look at uh, Polonius, but since we kind of ended with Ghosty on the platform yesterday, I say we jump in there. Fair enough? We'll just do that. I'm going to stop in a bunch. That's how we do. But if you uh, have your book here, open up to Act 1, Scene 5 is where we are. And we will be on, it's basically page 185. All right, let me plug this in. Get it queued up. 
Um, as this stuff is queuing up, I have for you the entire Cambridge School Shakespeare summary. I actually got permission from Rex Gibson, the editor of this, and he said, sure, you can use it for your school. I'm like, sweet action, thanks. <laughs> so I went through the whole document and had a uh, TA type this all up, and it is a scene-by-scene -scene summary of the entire play. It's really great. It's actually page by page. The Cambridge School of Shakespeare gives you the real stuff with a really cool summary right there on it. Oxford's a little different. Um, but FYI, if you're going to use a summary online, I would prefer for you to use this one. Um, this is really fantastic. So it's a free gift. Merry Christmas for all of you. Okay. We're on page 185. And uh, here is... Mel um, meeting Ghosty. The lines follow relatively well throughout this scene. Not completely, um, and they're pretty short and sweet, but here we go. Oh, Hansel. So, what would you do if you saw a ghost of your own dad? Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to try and process. Do not, my lord. Why? What should be the fear? I do not set my life but a pin's fee. And for my soul, what can it do to that? I love that. Being a thing immortal as itself. What if it tempts you toward the flood, my lord? Or to the dreadful summit of the cliff that beetles o'er his base into the sea? And there assume some other horrible form which might deprive your sovereignty of reason and draw you into madness? Think of it. We gotta test the spirits. You shall not go, my lord. Hold off your hands. By heaven, I'll make a ghost of him that lets me. Yeah. I say away. Now he knows this could be a demon. It could be an angel. It could be his dead ghost. <laughs> yeah, like lots of options. Go on. I'll follow thee. does such a good job with this scene. Hello. Hello, you skip over Hello. the something is rotten in the state of Denmark line. Famous line, page 184. Okay, here we go. Term to walk the night. 
and for the day confined to fasting fires. But that I am forbid to tell the secrets of my prison house. I could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow up thy soul. List. List. Oh, list. If thou didst ever thy dear father love, revenge his foul and most unnatural murder. Murder? Murder most foul. Okay, I know it's like intense moment. I shouldn't be stopping on one hand, but I want to make sure we catch this. Now, there's a couple ways to go. I don't want to get into a theological discussion, but where is, is this, how about a phrase like this? Is this ghosty in heaven? No. Not in heaven. What are, what are our options right now? Hell or purgatory. Hell or purgatory. Both not real, both basically not heaven, right? Um, and he's either in purgatory and burning up, uh, burning off his sins and not really having a great time of this, or he's, can't tell the secrets of his prison house and they all think it's purgatory but where is the dude the hell like they'll never maybe one of the secrets is that they'll never get burned off and he's just be burning right so a couple options there the key for this moment is he's not in heaven everybody got that i wish i could tell you how awesome heaven is but i'm here back to tell you to get revenge as you guys see the key here Here's a dad who's in torment. He's suffering, either purgatorial or hellish suffering. And he's coming back saying, Hamlet, if you love me, get what? Revenge. revenge. Remember me and get revenge. Would Michael the Archangel give him this message? Would an angel give him this message from God? No, if anything, the message from God, either from an angel or from God himself, would be, vengeance is mine. <laughs> Actually, I think it's really interesting. It's not, don't ever get revenge. <laughs> Wouldn't, isn't that what we would expect the Bible to tell us? Or God to tell us? Hey, revenge, bad, don't go get revenge. <laughs> Actually, God's like, I know you really want some justice here. Vengeance is mine. Interesting, isn't it? Your desire for vengeance, your desire for justice might actually have some health to it. This desire for justice. The key to this moment is you have two options. Let God deal with vengeance or take it into your own hands. What is Ghosty telling his son to do? Yeah, get it in your own hands. Go get it. Everybody got that? Yeah. We good? Okay to keep coming? What would it be like, too, to have, be at your dad's funeral, dad is dead, and to find out that he had been murdered? That's tricky, right? Here's the key. Could the ghost be lying to Hamlet to mess with Hamlet? Could it be a demon trying to trick Hamlet? Yeah, so that's why we got to test the spirits. Really important. Okay, keep going. Questions? Okay. Um, you're going to hear him. A serpent stung me. The literary toolbox is ripe for the picking in these next several lines. As in the best it is, but this most foul, strange, and unnatural. Tis given out 
that sleeping in my orchard a serpent stung me. But know, thou noble youth, the serpent that did sting thy father's life now wears his crown. Ah. Oh, my prophetic soul. I knew it. I knew there was my something uncle. wrong. Yes, my uncle. By that incestuous and adulterous beast. 188. With witchcraft of his wit, with traitorous gifts, one to his shameful lust, the will of my most seeming virtuous queen. Ooh. But soft. <laughs> Methinks I sent the morning air. Brief let me be. Sleeping within my orchard. My custom, always of the afternoon. Upon my secure hour, thy uncle stole with juice of cursed hebana in a vial, and in the porches of mine ears did pour the leprous distillment. <laughs> Thus was I sleeping by a brother's hand of life, of crown of queen, at once dispatched. Cut off, even in the blossoms of my sin. No reckoning made, but sent to my account with all my imperfections on my head. Oh, horrible. Oh, horrible. Most horrible. I'll never forget when I was in Stratford watching Royal Shakespeare Theater. I had like a really great seat. I was like, oh, this is so good. And the ghost comes in. He does this line. We're all like leaned in. And he turns and he goes, Oh, horrible. We're all like, oh my God. Most horrible. He's yelling at the top of his line. Most horrible. We're all like, oh, yeah. What is the most horrible thing that could ever possibly happen? You die with all your sins. Where? Still on your own head. I was actually a little taken back that Shakespeare Theater, like that, sorry, Royal Shakespeare Company would lean into that moment that much. But this guy is like, the worst thing ever for a human being is to die with all of their sins still on themselves. I'm burning up down here, right? The horror! Yeah. So there's my little. <laughs> I used to like yell that at my students, and then I realized like I was like freaking everybody out, and I didn't want to do that. But, but I remember sitting there like I felt it in my body, like ah! Oh yeah, right. That's right. We're at a play right now. How did he die? What did Uncle Claude do? Okay, everybody write poison in the margin of your book. Doesn't matter if you're borrowing the book. Write poison. And then this is a play of questions. I have a question for you. What's the poison in this play? Yeah, <laughs> what's the poison? <laughs> right? There's lots of different poisons that are going around, but we're going to see poison show up in several different places. 
And basically, here's the way to frame this. What is the poison that destroys these families and these people? I mean, it, yes, Hebina in a vial. No, what's the poison? <laughs> and we already got one, revenge. The poison of revenge, unforgiveness, destroys these families. What's the poison right here, though, for Claudius? What's his poison for his brother? Yeah. Well, the fact that he poured it, it says he poured it in his ear makes me think of like his like lying and deception. Thank you. All right. This is essential. The poison goes into the ear. So what we hear is poison as well. The lies, the deception, right? And fantastic that Shakespeare chose the ear for the poison. Actually, anybody want to catch the double treble irony right now? What is Ghosty Dad putting in Hamlet's ears? The poison of revenge. <laughs> How horribly ironic. Horrible ironic. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, for poisoning me with the words of revenge in my ears right now. Right? What's Claudius's poison? What does he want? The crown? More power? He's, the poison between the brothers right there is... You know, jealousy of a brother's power, maybe. He's, he's king and not me. Does that make sense? So there's poison there that destroys this. Goes all the way back to Cain and Abel. What's the poison between Cain and Abel that caused that brother's murder? Yeah? Envy. Envy. Envy, what was it? Jealousy. Jealousy, envy. All that stuff goes into it. So poison in the play, got it? We're going to ask you at the end, what is the antidote to these poisons that we could inject into these situations to save us from dying. And there's plenty to go around. Keep going. If thou hast nature in thee, bear it not. Let not the royal bed of Denmark be a couch for luxury and damned incest. Hello. <laughs> Howsoever thou pursuest this act, taint not thy mind. What? Wait, what? Thanks, Dad. Do you want to know, like, for me, the real tension of the play? And maybe why, another reason why this play is potentially the most famous play on the planet. Hey, Hammy. Hammy. Get that murderous, adulterous jerk off of your throne. Right? Come on, do it. Fight sin, fight evil. Oh, but by the way, don't sin. Yeah, thank you for laughing. <laughs> okay, let's take out the porn industry in America, but let's do that without sinning. Ready? Go. <laughs> How do you deal with hatred and racism without what? Being hatred, like showing hatred or being racist. What's the hardest thing, honestly, for most of us to deal with on the planet? How do we fight sin without what? Sinning. It's really hard, isn't it? And by the way, why is Ghosty saying, don't sin, Hamlet? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, how's it going, ghosty? <laughs> right? 
I'm pausing it a ton, but like to me, this is setting up the entire trajectory of the play. And I think people who don't really understand Hamlet, because he's going to pretend that he's crazy here in a little bit. He's going to do a bunch of these uh, really interesting, awkward, maybe strange things for the next two acts before we really get to some action in some respects. He's dancing around the castle trying to figure out, is Ghosty real? Like, did Uncle Claude really do the sin? And then that's the first step, test the ghost out. Once we know if Claude did it, what's the next step? I got to get rid of this jerk on the throne who has absolute power, who is a murderer and an adulterer, without what? Sinning? I mean, he could just come up and stab Claude, but then now he's a what? A murderer. How do you step into your destiny? How do you deal with the sin in your way? How do you deal with the sin in your family? How do you deal with the sin all around Wheaton Academy or at your church? How do we deal with sin without sinning? How do you stop a bully without becoming one? How do you stop the terrorists without terrorizing them? You guys see the question here? Ah. <laughs> yeah? Thank, thanks, Dad. <laughs> right, like, appreciate it. Questions? Answers? Everybody got the answers to all that? Who's got the answers? <laughs> oh, dear. And actually, you can see where that answer comes a little bit later. The let be. Who is the one who can really help us fight sin without sinning? Did Jesus do it? Yeah, Jesus fought sin, fought death, and never sinned. Is this possible? Yeah. I think we're going to have to let God be in control of things. Because when we try to do it... <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't laugh. But yeah, it gets pretty ugly, doesn't it? <laughs> Onward. Nor let thy soul contrive against thy mother. Mama. Leave her to heaven. Why leave mom to heaven and not Claude? And to those thorns that in her bosom lodge to prick and sting her. Fare thee well at once. The glowworm shows the matin to be near and gins to pale his uneffectual fire. This is why the homework is to watch it without me. Everybody got that? <laughs> right? Like, sorry. What's a do? Bye forever. Bye forever. Which also makes me wonder where this ghosty is. Like, there's something going on that we don't, there's some secrets here that are interesting. But it's not like a do, it's like a do, a do, it's like goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. 
goodbye forever. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, at least remember me. So you have that. You also have remember me. Remember the fact that I'm down here burning up and that brother of mine, that uncle of yours, that jerk, did this to me. Remember me. Think of me. Actually, here's what we could say. Anybody want to catch it? Hey, Hamlet, get revenge and do this in remembrance of me, your dad. Right? You guys starting to see? Like, this is part of where I'm like, Shakespeare is a genius. He's got ghosty dad come back and say, Get revenge in remembrance of me. What does Jesus do with the disciples at the Last Supper? What does he say? Do this in remembrance of me, which is what? The cup of... What's the blood? Forgiveness, right? The bread and the cup of forgiveness, of salvation... So what is Jesus saying when you and I go to communion, common union with Christ, and he's saying, remember me. Remember that my body is broken for you. Remember that my blood is poured out for you. Remember that I have forgiven you. Do this in remembrance of me. Forgive each other. Every time you and I forgive, it's I'm forgiving you in remembrance of my Father in heaven who forgave me. Got it? So what's Hamlet's choice? Forgive Uncle Claude in remembrance of Jesus, in remembrance of Father God, or get revenge on Uncle Claude in remembrance of Ghosty Dad. Do you see the choice? Who's he going to obey? WWYD, what would you do? (laughs) Anybody catching the tension of the play? On some level, there's a lot going on here because it's Shakespeare. But I want a dramatic pause, quick personal moment. Where do we pull this off the screen? How do we pull this off the screen? Where are we potentially doing things to honor our family or our mother or our father or the people around here or the church or whatever in remembrance of them? And that conflicts with doing something in remembrance of God. In remembrance of our Father. I mean, this is where we could just kind of sit here for a few minutes, right? And where have I potentially sought revenge? Or where am I harboring unforgiveness? Maybe even for that person who got hurt, right? Or maybe it's you. Welcome to Shakespeare class. <laughs> like, what, what am I doing? Right, but go team. We good? Thoughts, questions, comments? We catching it? Here's here's the part where he should disobey dad right now, shouldn't he? He should in this ghosty moment with the dad. Thanks for coming to visit me. I'm really sorry you're burning up down there. But I'm going to go forgive Uncle Claude. I'm not going to go kill him. And then I'm going to get him off the throne. You're right. He should not be running my country (laughs) as a murderous, adultering beast. 
And you're right, I'm going to try and get him off the throne without sinning. Great idea. Thanks for that. But the revenge thing, sorry, Dad. Easy or hard to say to your own parent. <laughs> this is part of why I think this is really fantastic for you as seniors in high school. You're hopefully heading out. Junior, Hopefully heading out. You're going to build your own homes. You're leaving. And this is the part where you have to decide who... Maybe I have to stop listening to earthly dad and earthly mom and start focusing on Father, God, Dad, Holy Spirit nudging me. And it's been hard to pick up to this point, but now you just have some freedom now to just pick God. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop talking. Here we go. Here's what Hamlet picks, right? It's Act One. It's Act One. So what's he going to pick? It's a tragedy. He picks Ghosty Dad. He learns. I, thou poor ghost, whilst memory holds a seat in this distracted globe, remember thee. Yea, from the table of my memory I'll wipe away all trivial fond records. And thy commandment all alone shall live within the book and volume of my brain. <laughs> yeah, who's he going to listen to? Dad. Yeah, I'm going to erase everything else and just focus on Dad. Are we okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Didn't offend you? No. Okay. <laughs> right. Unmixed with baser matter. Yes, by heaven. No, here it comes. Now how does he feel about Uncle Claude? Ooh, I like Mel here in this scene. Oh. Oh. oh, most pernicious woman. No, mommy. Oh, villain. Villain, smiling, damned villain. My table's muted as I set it down. That one may smile. And smile and be a villain. Right. So, Uncle. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Now to my word. It is adieu, adieu. Remember me. I have sworn. So be it. Okay, we're not done. We got five minutes. Let's do it. Hello, ho, ho, my lord. Come on. Turn the page. What news? There's an heir of villain dwelling in old Denmark, but he's an errant knave. There needs no ghost, my lord, come from the grave to tell us this. Right, you're in the right. 
So I hold it to that we shake hands and part. These are but wild and whirling words, my lord. I'm sorry if they offend you. Heartily, yes, Faith, heartily. There's no offence, my lord. There is, Horatio, and much offence too. Mm. It is an honest ghost. That, let me tell you. And now, good friends, grant me one poor request. Never make known what you have seen tonight. We will not. Mm. Upon my sword. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ghosty! <laughs> 194 or 195. Swear by my sword. Never to speak of this that you have seen. Never to speak of this that you have heard. Swear by my sword. That'd be freaky. Night, but this is wondrous strange. And therefore, as a stranger, give it welcome. Here it is. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than I dreamt of in your philosophy. Ah, oh, so great. But come. Top of 195. Here, as before, never so help you mercy. How strange or odd some air I bear myself, as I perchance hereafter shall think meet to put an antic disposition on. Never to note that you know aught of me. This do swear. This swear. Right. Okay. One ninety-six. To wrap it Rest. up. Rest. Rest, perturbed spirit. The time is out of joint. Dislocated. Oh, cursed spite. I was born to set it right. Interesting. I love Hamlet. My, the everything's dislocated. Have you ever seen a dislocated shoulder? <laughs> Get down. It's like everything's dislocated. And my job is to put it back to right. That's a heavy burden, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard. Some of us have to grow up in that. Got a cool little rhyming couplet there. Here we go to bottom of 192, line 136. He comes out to like, hey, what happened? What happened? They're like, nope, not telling you. They're like, come on, you got to tell us. We're your friends. Nope, not telling you. It's like, you go do your things, and I love this character development, and I'll go pray. What's the first thing he wants to do? I come on. I love this guy. <laughs> right? He wants to go pray. Go hammy. And then they deal with it, and this is where we got it. Before the bell rings. Most people who study this play or watch it or put it on and don't get it miss this very key line. Page 195. I love that there are more things in heaven and earth ratio than are dreamt of in our philosophy. Go team. But then he says this. Hey, I'm going to act really weird. I'm going to put on an antic disposition. Anybody look up the word? 179 footnote. He's going to act what? Crazy. He's going to act like Festy. He's going to act like the jester or the fool. He's going to pretend. Everybody catch this. He's going to pretend to be crazy. Pretend to be the fool. And why could he get away with that right now? What just happened? His dad just died. So can he get away with acting crazy? Well, why would he do that, though? Why act crazy? If you don't know why, it's going to be really strange for the next several scenes. If someone's like, I'm going to get you, and it's cat and mouse game, you're going to try to get you, that's one thing. But if, oh, 
Hamlet. He's all crazy now. Let's, you know, little, yeah, little buddy. Let's keep an eye on him. He kind of lost his mind. We don't feel threatened by that, right? And so if he can act crazy, just so you're aware, there's a huge biblical connection here. Second Kings, right? You've got King David even writes a psalm about this. King David acts crazy in front of Abimelech so he doesn't get killed. He's like foaming at the mouth and stuff. And they're like, oh, there's that king of Israel, David. He's on the run. Here, little buddy, here's some food. And they take care of David because he acts crazy. We treat people who are crazy differently, don't we? And that allowed David to not get killed (laughs) and also spy on Abimelech. So what is Hamlet going to do right now? Pretend to be crazy, gain the sympathy of some people, which buys him some time to find out what? If Ghosty is right, and if Claude what? Actually did it. Then he's got to deal with the truth once he finds out the actual truth, because Ghosty could be a demon trying to trick him and mess with his life. Goatee? We got it? Here's the sad part of the, the, the story, and I've kind of a few questions for you as you read this and watch it. When is Hamlet pretending to be crazy? And does he ever stop pretending? Does that make sense? How about some of the other characters in the story? If they're acting crazy, are they pretending or not? Right? And then that begs this other question or theme of the play. What is sanity and insanity? And we did that with love in the first one with Twelfth Night. Now we're doing it with this, right? With truth and just this reality check of life and death. Where is sanity? What's sanity? What's insanity? What characters are pretending to be crazy? <coughs> what maybe, who actually maybe really goes crazy? Who's not crazy? What does crazy mean? And now we've had that whole theme unfolding as well. Okay, well, homework. If a ghost shows up this weekend and invites you to revenge, what are you going to say? No. 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 There we go. Okay, good. We learned our lesson today. (laughs) All right, go team. (laughs) Uh, You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you. You have a question? If I have a song request that goes with the whole father. Yeah, what do you got? Do you play Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers? Whoa. (laughs) Yes, I don't know if I know that song, but we'll have to get it. How about we started a start class on Monday with that one? So, although, can you see why Bohemian Rhapsody starts fitting? <laughs> mama! <laughs> we've, got, we've got a mama in this. Can we just play it as a walk? Which one? Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, and as we walk out, Bohemian Rhapsody? Well, of course we could play that. i got to find it. Here it is. Out the bell. Wait, see, is this real or is it fantasy? Caught in a landslide. Yeah, right? No escape from... Yeah, I told you it fits. I told you it fits. Just wait. The devil put aside for me. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be like cranking this after Thanksgiving. Hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Hopefully we'll see you in Shakespeare class someday. Hope I didn't scare you away.
have to wait till I think it's Act Four. No, act, end of Act Three. Maybe end of Act Two. I forget what it is, but we'll play this song. I think it'll all really start letting itself out. <laughs> the tragedy really hits. Mama! Especially when he runs off and talks to mom. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny how it fits. Everyone's like so smart, and you feel like like he's such a good character. It's just it's too bad it is a tragedy. See, I think that's what I love about this play. Yeah, is if you really pause and dig in and get to know the character of Hamlet, he's super smart. He's super clever. He's fun. He's witty. He's. I think his heart. Right? He's like a perfect hero. He really is. And even down to like, I even think like he and Ophelia, because they see all the crazy sex stuff, they decide to wait. He wants to figure out how to do this without sinning. Like all of that. You're like, you want him to win so badly. Like, I mean, I don't know what happens after this, but like, he like kind of waits for his revenge. Like, it seems like he seeks out at least some truth. He does. Oh, he does. Before like, he, that's why some people don't like the play, is because the dude, he takes the time to figure out the truth versus just going and doing something. Ah, it's so brutal. <laughs> See you, man.